Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast Minisodes. I'm Katie. Thanks for being here. Today's email comes from Amanda. Hey girls, my name is Amanda and my pronouns are they, them, and I wanted to share my story with you about being non-binary and agender. I don't identify with any gender and queer while growing up in and leaving the church. I'm hoping to reach out to other LGBTQ people who are either exmo or questioning, so maybe if they feel the same things I felt, they could understand something about themselves. My dad's family has been in the church since it was founded, and my mom's family converted when she was in her teens, while she was living in southern Brazil. They met in Sao Paulo as missionaries, and my mom moved to the U.S. to marry my dad without knowing any English, and only after a few months of knowing each other and sending each other letters while my mom finished her mission. Growing up, my whole life revolved around the church, but I knew from a young age that something about me was different. I always thought it was because I was opinionated and loud, or that I went out of my way to ask questions, but in hindsight, I'm pretty sure it was because I was having gender dysphoria and I was having confusing thoughts about women that I didn't understand. I remember looking at myself in the mirror or listening to all the adults telling me I was supposed to be a certain way as an assigned female at birth and just knowing that it didn't feel right but not knowing why or how. I never wanted to have kids, even as a 15-year-old, or be the stereotypical housewife they told me to be. I also knew I didn't like Mormonism as a religion when I was 12 or 13, and I told my mom I wanted to try Wicca, which went very badly. So from age 13 to 18, I just kept my head down and tried being the perfect Mormon girl they wanted me to be. And they loved it, but I was so depressed and dissociated from my body and myself that I barely remember sixth grade to my senior year. And I had this painful ache that was constantly in my chest and stomach of just misery 24-7. I prayed a lot for Celestial Jesus to make it stop and just cried myself into exhaustion. I told myself that was Jesus giving me relief, which was complete bullshit. I had no idea what was happening to me and no one around me knew how to help or they wanted to ignore it. And then I moved to BYU and it got worse because I was on my own and had no idea how to function in the real world. I forced myself through three years of more pain from my dysphoria being completely ignored. My mental health was in pieces and I finally decided to go to a doctor and get antidepressants, antidepressants, which I was shamed for by my mom and several other Mormons I knew while also starting the awful process of testing out antidepressants, which was a lot of nausea and bad days. It got so bad that I took a summer job in New Mexico for three months, which I think saved my life. I also finally got to meet two wonderful girls that practiced Wicca, which finally started me on my witchcraft journey. But I still went back after that summer and gave Mormonism and BYU a second chance. I tried one last time to make it work. But everything started over again. The same things kept happening. BYU is toxic, and I didn't belong there or with Mormons. I finally decided to leave the church in 2018 and dropped out of BYU to move back to my New Mexico job in 2019, and it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. I grew a lot over 2019, figured out a lot about my beliefs in the world. 
I moved back to my hometown in Texas at the end of 2019, and after a year of living with my mom and trying to stay civil about being ex-Mormon, my mom threw me out of her house in November of 2020. I was lucky enough that my sister and brother-in-law were there to help me. I don't think I would have made it through the six weeks until I got my apartment. When I walked into my apartment move-in day, I was crying the whole time. It felt like I was finally safe enough to cry. I went no contact with my mom and felt a mental block disappear. And one really bad day, while super anxious and watching TikToks in my bathtub, I figured out I was pansexual. And in learning about the LGBTQ plus family, I was finally given the vocabulary to describe what I was feeling and that was, I was non-binary. So I guess the end of my story is that I feel so much better about myself after leaving the church. I wasn't in a place where I could grow into myself. The church isn't nurturing, but now I know myself a lot better. I trust myself a lot better. And even though the world is awful and full of awful people, I can see the beauty in it a lot more than when I was Mormon. Thanks for reading and lots of love to both of you. Oh. Amanda, thank you so much for this incredible, vulnerable, beautiful email. I think it's heartbreaking, obviously, everything that you've gone through, but I am so happy that you've come out of it on the other end and that you can see the light and that you can feel safe and you can grow into your true self. You know, you put it so well that the church tries to put everybody into these little boxes and the church is not nurturing for, I would say, the majority of people. And it it makes me mad and sad and all of the emotions when I hear these kinds of things over and over and over from you all, that you've had to feel like there was something wrong with you and hide your emotions and mask your depression. And it was all caused mostly by the church and these stigmas, right? So I'm just, I'm so happy for you that you were able to leave and that you were able to move on and get to know yourself better. So thank you for writing in. If any of you want to send us emails, please do so. I always leave a link in the show notes. It's not so Molly Mormon podcast at gmail.com. But until next time, talk to you later. Bye.